Welcome to uh, a new episode of Welsh Football Podcast. I'm joined today by Michael Parker. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Cheers, Mike. Thanks, mate. Um, how's it going with with no football at the minute? Oh, it's uh, it's hard, mate. You know, missing football, missing around being all the lads. But it is what it is. You know, I'm just trying to keep going, just uh, entertain myself every day. I'm still working, so at least that's helping me get through it. Um, got my little boy, four years old. He needs homeschooling and entertaining, so I'm still full on, <laughs> tired, tired. Are you you doing some more time with uh, obviously your little lad? Um, I think he's four years old now. Yeah, we just uh, well, he's just you know he's just homeschooling now, and then he still you know needs uh, to burn off some energy. So just going on a few walks, playing football in the garden. Just little things like that, really. Just uh, trying to pass the time through the day. Um, have you have you been in contact with the with the rest of the lads at, at Preston? We got we got the WhatsApp group, so you know we're chatting on that daily. But I think everyone's getting a little bit bored now because there's only so much you can say what you're up to, and you know trying to trying to entertain each other with uh, some quizzes and stuff like that. But yeah, it's. Uh, I think everybody's just itching to get back to normality now, but when that will be, I, we're not too sure. Have you have you been doing any training or? Uh, I've not been doing too much. No, I think uh, Gibbo. You know, to be fair to Gibbo, he sort of give us this like it's our off season because when the football is to resume, you know, the, we won't be having uh, an off season because it looks like we'll be finishing off the games that we've got currently left to play and then straight into the new season so he's given us a bit of time off uh, to get custom with you know this lockdown and just get some routine sorted at home and then uh, he's sending out something for us um, next week so I think we'll have our individual training programme sent to us and you know a few runs I'm sure will be in there um, just to get us then prepared for when we actually do come back so it's been quite well balanced really yeah, um, obviously you've, you you brought up in Pristatin and a local lad. How how proud are you to be wearing that Pristatin shirt? Yeah, it's, it's playing from a hometown club. It's always meant uh, everything to me. Yeah. And people know, like over the years when um, different clubs have maybe come in for me at different times, it's always been hard to leave and I've never wanted to leave. So every time I'm playing for Pristatin, it, yeah, it definitely feels different. Um but I, I definitely wouldn't change it. I, I, I love playing for the start and I'll continue to play for the start for as long as they want me. Um, obviously, you, you, we, we were, we were talking um, last week about the, uh, the last game at Farrow Road and a young Michael Parker at that time um, running around, <laughs> running around in midfield. You still, you moved the position now, haven't you? Well, I think the other person that confirmed that 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 position moved for me on the on the announcement on Twitter, but. Yeah, it was it was a uh, it was I enjoyed watching the game. I, I actually remember that game so well. It, it, you know, that Bangor team at the time was so dominant, so strong physically. Um, they had so many good players, uh, and I was watching the game back. I was just thinking how many mistakes I made during that game. <laughs> it was just a bit. Obviously, I was young then. I was I was learning, and on our team was was growing. Um, obviously, Kimo was uh, a player manager. And it was just one of those surreal moments. There's so much history there at Fire Road. 
I remember uh, some people telling me that it was uh, Dave Morley that scored the last ever goal there, but no, it was me. I scored the last ever goal, but yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> we didn't win the game. We lost 5-3 in the end, but great game and it was nice to watch it the other night. It brought back some really good memories. How do you look back at that time, you know, obviously a young lad playing in the box prem with more or less local players? Yeah, those were, those days were... I'd, I'd, I'd love to try and get those days back. Uh, maybe with the current squad now, it feels a lot more, lot more like it was back then, but um, I'm not too sure. Obviously, we, we had a bit of a... You know, we had the Gibbos and... Paul O'Reilly's, uh, Gaz Willows, uh, and then now, now in our current squad, we've we've just seen to, you know, we've gone a bit, a little bit more local. But that team back then, when I played for them, that you know, obviously we went on to do some great things with that team, and it was always trying to mix um, local lads with um, other players, which we needed to bring in from wherever they uh, they lived, just to make sure that we tried to get a competitive enough side, just to progress as far as we did, and we did that. And it feels a little bit, bit like that now at Pristine uh, again. So for me, it's been great to have played through those times with so many great players, so many great memories. And it feels like we're starting something special again now at Pristine too. You obviously said something special nowadays, but how did it feel when when you were coming through as a young lad and you were playing in the Welsh Prem with, with them kind of players? Well, because I was so young, I was, well, I would say so young, I think I was about 17, but... I had uh, in midfield then it was uh, in the Welsh Prem we had like Gareth Wilson and Gibbo when we played in the three me and Gaz would sit and Gibbo would be in the hole so I had a player like Gareth Wilson who showed me so much to do off the ball and defensively uh, and then obviously I had Gibbo in front of me where he'd always make himself available so between the two of them they helped they helped me get my game up to a point where it needed to be. And all I tried to do was take bits off Willow and try and bring that to my own uh, skill set. And then obviously try and do the same with Gibbo. So I was trying to mould the best of both of those players and try and add it to my game. And then I was more of the box-to-box midfielder. So guys would always sit. So we'd always have the insurance behind us so I could support the attack. And then Gibbo was obviously our attacking player. So he'd always try and get himself or want the ball, even if he had a couple of players around him. So I always had a bit of relief um, every time I had the ball and they were always encouraging me. You know, if I did a couple of passes wrong, then they'd come down on me like a ton of bricks. But it was, it was, it wasn't, it was always good for confidence playing with players like that. But I say those two, there's many, there's loads of players that I've learned a lot from. But I think at that time when I was just coming through, even as, a, as a, you know, maybe even younger, I played with people like Russ Jones in midfield centre midfielder and Dale Milne and those people helped me as well just grow and that's what I think with around the right people especially when you're a young you, you know a young kid trying to play um, if they can help it, just the way that they helped me I, you know I, I wouldn't have been able to get as far as I've got I don't think with just people like that around me or I might well probably would have because I believe in myself but it probably might have took a few more years so I was quite lucky just to have good people around me when I, when I was coming through as a you know a young player Obviously as a young player you, you had plenty of experience in the Welsh Prem uh, qualifying for Europe and also winning the Welsh Cup is that a highlight for you? Yeah that, that was definitely something that 
we talked about um, as one of the objectives, you know, we thought we could get into Europe and obviously we knew the route that would probably best suit us would be the Welsh Cup. Um, and obviously you get luck at the draw, but you know, when, when you're getting closer to the quarters, the semis, the games are tough, you know, even you could get a draw early on, which could, you know, see you go out because we've also gone out in the first round before. But um, again, it was such a, when we, I think we, Bangor beat TNS in the semi-finals, um, and I'm not too sure. But back then, I think the rules were that if TNS, I think, would have won the league or something, it could have knocked it down. Do you know, the, the Welsh Cup runners-up potentially could have gone on to, to into Europe. I think that's what it used to be. And I think we beat uh, Barry in the semis, and we were waiting on the Bangor TNS game because I think TNS went on to win the league. But we knew if TNS uh, won. We would have potentially paid TNS in the final, and even if we did get beat, we could have still qualify for Europe. But when we found out that Bangor won the game, it was better suited for us because, as players and as the people that we were, we wanted to earn everything that we got. So we knew when we had Bangor in the final, again, it's a chance to play against a great, uh, strong Bangor side. And the Bangor starting fixtures, obviously, everybody gets excited about those. So when we managed to get them in the final and then did what we did to them in the final, it was just. You know, the Welsh Cup day at the race course and uh, what it meant to the stand as a whole, the community, the chairman, the players, the manager. It was just, again, it was just such a fantastic experience that you know, I'd, I'd love to try and get the into some sort of similar position um, before my time comes to an end anyway. You obviously um, mentioned about Bangor there. After the Barry game, you... You knew you were after the Bangor TNS game. You you knew you were playing each other, but you yeah. were playing each other at the same time in the league as well. But were you taking confidence from the league games going into the Welsh Cup? I think I think we took confidence with knowing that it was a break from the league. I think we fancied ourselves as, as cup uh, cup team. Staten have always had drama. You know, we've always done it the hard way. It's never been for Staten. You know, we never did things easy. So I think when we our league form, yeah, we tried to bring that into the Welsh Cup, but we, it was always to us like, you know, the Welsh Cups, the one-off games, anything can happen, and it was always very positive talk, it was always to build you up, even though you're underdogs, you know, use it, use that energy, and we fancied ourselves in the Cup, and especially when, you know, we had it at the race course, it was, it was a, you know, a nice pitch, and it was a great day, I remember it being a hot day. We just felt like we had it. We had the number, and luckily for us, it, you know, it took extra time to get there. But I think it was just—I remember think Pricey scored that third goal to take it to three-one, and I just remember so so relieved because I don't think I could have run anymore. And just so that when I seen that one go in, I knew then that you know Bangor didn't have anything left to come back into the game. So it was just uh, yeah, an experience I'll definitely never forget and cherish. Obviously the. Um... Um, obviously, speaking to Dunty and Chris Hughes um, on the yeah. podcast before, they've always they both said the uh, preparation going into the game was was spot on by the football club. Would you agree with that? Yeah, you know Dunty and and, and Chris that like everything all all season or you know every game that we went into it'd always be so uh, they'd do everything the club and and Gibbo would do absolutely everything to try and get as, as best prepared for and whatever opponent we had in front of us. And again, the approach to the, to the Wrexham game, was, uh, sorry, the approach to the Bangor game at Wrexham was no different. 
you know, we arranged to um, get on the pitch, as you know, as you expect the club to, you know, just to get a feel for for um, to get a feel for it. And we stayed over the night before. Um, it was just, uh, it was just everything about the game. It was just, it was perfect. But um, yeah, I definitely, definitely would love to try and do something like that again. You know, obviously before um, before the football had stopped this season, you were in the semi-final of the Welsh Cup. Uh, were you starting to yeah. believe again that something could really happen? Well, that was, the, the approach was exactly the same. You know, underdogs in the cup, can we keep going? Can we go through? It was a break from the league because we were, we were also doing well in the league. So we knew that um, the, the latest game we had was Flint. We knew that was a tough game. We knew if we got uh, beat Flint and we were into the semis that it's it's almost you know touching distance away. You know you can maybe get a little bit excited, but we know that the the semi final we've got CNS and we've still got to play that. So for us, obviously, you know we're not too carried away, but we're more than eager to uh, get that fixture done because we we're so looking forward to it and we've worked hard to get that far. You know, anything can happen in the cup and TNS as good as they are, um, I'm sure that they wouldn't they wouldn't. Um, Write us off and they prepare well for us because they know that we could maybe we've won it before, so we've done it once, we can do it again. Um, obviously, before um, you returning back to uh, Pristat in this season, you obviously went to Connors Key. What was the decision to leave Pristat and to go to Connors Key? Uh, yeah, it was. It was a little bit of um, there was issues at the football club. Uh, I don't really know how much I could really talk talk about that you know in great depth but around the November and December time there was a few issues that arose with Pristine Football Club and I think a lot of the players my teammates that season we took a lot of the rap for that um, even though it wasn't our fault you know we were we were still turning up for training if we could train if there was training venues for us to go to we were still playing in, in, in the, the fixtures travelling here there and everywhere all, all the players stood together through that and we weren't getting beat convincingly. We were losing games maybe 2-1, 1-0. So we were still very competitive. We played right up until the end. Uh, obviously, we didn't want to get relegated, but it comes to the point where um, the Pristatin players did everything that they adhered to their contracts. And, you know, some things maybe didn't go the players' way, but um, that was something going into the new season. Uh, there was a new chairman coming in, uh, a new budget. Um, but for me, because I was with my squad of players, you know, my 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 teammates, that I just couldn't go and sign for the new Pristatin with the new budget because myself and my other teammates, we still had outstanding um, things that needed to be sorted from the season before. So for me, obviously, I was sticking by my teammates and. Uh, yeah, it was just one of those really where as much as I didn't want to leave Pristatin, that was one of the reasons. And the other reason was when Pristatin approached me about re-signing again, they were talking about um, consolidating, you know, in the league for two or three years. And I was coming up to, I think, 30 at the time. And for me, I've always been taught, you know, have the hunger to, to try and win. And when I've been at Pristatin previously, it was Gibbo, you know, always driven that into us about, we're going to win the league, we're going to go and do this, we're going to go and progress. So that didn't really sit too well with me, the fact that Pristatin wanted to just consolidate and compete in mid-table. So I think with that and the reasons that I've explained, I think 
for me, I, I couldn't sign a new contract and a new deal taking money off Bastati when we were just trying to consolidate and finish mid-table. That's just not me. I didn't think that was something that Bastati would want from a player like, you know, that had been involved in Bastati through you know, winning the Welsh Cup, etc. I, I wanted to win the league and, and win things. And I think it was fair maybe that Bastati, you know, didn't sign me as much as I did leave, so it was all amicable. And um, when I made the decision to sign for Connors Key, I was speaking to a few clubs, but I thought if I wasn't going to play for Bastati, I should try and maybe see, you know, play for a team that are as high as they are, competing for what they are, because they were obviously going for things like the league, the Welsh Cup. Um, and obviously Jock, he's got a good um, reputation. Some might say intimidating, but I've always liked the way that he was from when I was playing against him. So I thought it would be uh, just a new challenge really for me um, to go on there and see how things got on at Connors Key. Was, was Andy Morrison a big influence for you to sign for, for Connors Key? There, there was loads of um, there was loads of things that you know that I was interested in guarding Connors Key. Yeah, Jock was a big uh, was one of the was one of the main reasons. I, I you know I wanted to go and play for him. I spoke to a few players that I played from before. I knew what to expect. Um, but there was not just Jock. There was other people. Obviously, Gibbo was there too, and he was talking well at the club. Um, I knew a few of the players that were at Connors Key, and it was just really for me personally that. Um, after speaking to other clubs, the things that Connors Key could offer you in comparison to the other clubs, it was um, it, it ended up being a no-brainer decision, and, and um, I don't think anybody holds anything against me for choosing Connors Key over uh, other clubs. But um, yeah, it was it was just it was a difficult time leaving Prestatin, but it was also probably like I said, it was amicable from Prestatin, and it was the right thing to do. For Prestatin and myself to leave, and, and, and Connors Key was the start of something, uh, a new challenge for myself at probably the right time. How do you, how do you look back at your time at Connors Key? Yeah, it was um, it was different. You know, the, the setups of Connors Key obviously it's very professional. They've got um, training facilities that they can use as and when they please. Um, it's obviously a well-funded football club. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, it was a different style of coaching. But again, I knew all that when I went there. It would be uh, more physical, more direct. I knew what to expect, but it was. I learned a lot. You know, I was taught uh, how to. I think defensively, I've I've never been taught that way before, and I've definitely learned a lot. And I still use some of the things that I was taught then um, defensively now. Um, but you've got to have a certain mentality to play there, and I I enjoyed the. I I didn't mind it. I thought it was good. You know. <laughs> I, I kind of like the intensity because I've been used to that my whole life anyway. Um, I've been managed by an intense manager for, well, 13 years prior to that. So it wasn't really any different. I was going again to another intense manager, uh, relentless. It was, um, I actually enjoyed it. Obviously, uh, your time at Connors Key, you played in, played in Europe and in, in the um, um, Iron Brew Cup. How was that experience? Yeah, the European, obviously, because I've played there before, again, I, I kind of knew what to expect. The only thing I didn't really know was I was getting used to my new teammates and um, trying to get used to the style of play. Um, so, again, I think I, I I think I played. I think um, Danny Harrison picked up an injury early on because, obviously, for me, he didn't the right to play in those European games because he helped them get to a position where he should have played. 
So for me, unfortunately for Danny, he got himself injured. But fortunately for me, it gave me a start to play. Um, because obviously, new to the team, you've got to earn your stripes. And for me, it was good because as soon as Danny did get injured, unfortunately for him, it was me that was straight in. So I was in from the word get-go and that's what I went there for European football. Um, so, yeah, it was it was good straight, straight from the day one. But uh, the Iron Brew Cup was a special experience. I've never played in that before. I know, obviously, Europe means a lot to Jock, but I knew that the Scottish Cup did as well. And uh, I remember playing, was it Falkirk away in our first game? And that was, I think, a 3-5. I can't remember now, maybe 3-5-2 we played. But I remember uh, Jock telling me that they had a big striker and I was playing centre-back of the three. Uh, and I remember him telling me just to uh, have a fight with their big striker. So I was thinking, right, OK, I'm going to get to the game and the strike is about six foot five, about 18 stone. So I was thinking, oh, where do we go? But as much as, uh, <laughs> as much as it was enjoyable, we actually played them off the park and we had a lot of possession. So I think just getting through that, that fixture, because we were missing a few players as well, just getting through that first fixture kind of kicked us on because a lot of people didn't expect us to get a result against Falkirk. So when we did and... Um, as you know, obviously, it kind of snowballed and we played in some great games. We played at uh, Queen's Park. Uh, we played them. Uh, beat them at that uh, Hampton Park Stadium, I think it was. And then went on to the final. And, and, and really, um, the final, I remember uh, me flicking the ball onto backs, back scoring that goal and we went 1-0 up. And I think, to be honest, I think George missed a good chance off a corner. And then I think uh, Andy, Andy Owens missed that chance where the keeper passed it to him. You know, realistically, we, we should have come in that half 3 0 up. And going into the second half 3 0 up, the way Jock would have set us up, there was no way they'd score three goals against us. You know, we would have just been defensively switched on and we would have been relentless and we wouldn't have let them get through us. But it just wasn't to be. And, and the 1 0 going into that game, they were a very good side. and their energy sort of helped them kick on. I think they scored goals on the 70th minute. So it was just, it was a little bit unfortunate. I think we felt a little bit uh, bitter maybe, the fact that we maybe just didn't take a little bit more from the final. Because obviously in that change room, there's, there's a group of lads that everybody, it's a, the winning mentality is it's a priority. And I just think just a little bit unfortunate maybe not to actually uh, have come away from winning that, that final. But great experiences and, no, I'm always very grateful. Got a good relationship with Jock, and it was just, um, it was just, yeah, it was, it was great to be a part of it. And uh, unfortunately, we pushed the league so far because TNS were a good side throughout that season, and so were Barry. I know Barry have dropped off a little bit this year, and so did TNS. But it was, um, we pushed them probably, you know, halfway through the split. But then, yeah, we didn't really pick up. They beat us at home, I think, 2-0. And then we, 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 we lost to Carnarvon. So, obviously, then we knew it was over. But managed to get ourselves in the Welsh Cup final as well. So, everything, they, you know, Connors Key got themselves back into Europe. So, I think it was uh, overall, obviously, we didn't really get any silverware. But it was a good season. How did you, how did you enjoy Hamden Park? What was that like? Yeah, it was great. It was such a good experience playing there. I remember I was training in the morning uh, next to the stadium and it was just, well, like, again, you know, <clears throat> you're just looking forward to the game and you just want to get yourself on the pitch and 
I think we started. I think I missed a good chance early on in that game to score a goal. But it was again, we knew what we were there for. We knew that we could beat them. We had the game plan. We knew we'd be big and physical and strong and see what they had. Um, but even though it was a bit, the game didn't go as smooth as we liked, and we probably tried to. We should have probably tried to get a little bit more of a hold of it. They were a good side, you know, and, and all we tried to do is match them and, and then try and lean on them and make sure that, you know, they played our type of game. And we went 1-0 down and then obviously we were looking for a little bit of magic and then uh, they brought on Robbie Hughes and obviously Robbie did what he did and helped us get back in the game, you know, with his magic. And and it was, um, I think, George and Wildy that managed to, you know, we got... We got um, we got um, we won that game two one, but that was that was that was just brilliant. You know, driving the coach down into the stand and into the stadium and getting ready. It was just uh, and it ended up being such a good night too. So you know, we managed to get the win and then on to the next one. Did the, did the style of play change in them kind of competitions, or was it just focus as normal as you would in the league? Well, no, I think our style. No, it never changed. Really, our style never changed. I think. We were always, you know, we were big and we were strong and we were direct. That was how we played football. And then at times it was, you know, if we could play, we will play. But uh, obviously, no, everybody knows that Connor Skeen's identity is what it is and, and, it, and it works. And I remember the Queen's Park, uh, one of the players, the goalkeeper, I think it was, did an interview after the game and he was, I think he was almost like crying at the fact that, you know, we'd just come there to obviously just try and bully them and we did and we were big and we were strong but we had great players as well so what we could do is we could intimidate and we could lean on on the opposition and then obviously we had some really, really good football players so it was just again if I, I don't think any, I've, never, I've, always, I've never felt so strong in a team where everybody individually and collectively as a unit you know it's, it's just um, the physical side of it obviously it's and it, and it suits me as well, you know. I'm a physical player, so it was quite an easy fit. I felt like I fit, I fitted into Connor's kid. The way that they asked me to play, I th- I, I thought I could, uh, you know, I could do that fine. So it worked out all right. Are you? I take it you're not surprised at how well they're doing this year, then? Not at all. No, because I know exactly what Jock will be like, and it'll be drilling the lads every every training session. It'll be perfect preparation for him like I said earlier they've got training facilities there at their disposal so the lads will always be training and I guess you know maybe I spoke to one of their players earlier on today and you know they've had their training schedules and it's been relentless now obviously because the return of football will happen and obviously you've got to be ready so I think um, yeah they definitely the intensity and, and that wouldn't have slowed down for Connorsky. That would still be going 100%. And if football comes back in three weeks' time, then obviously they'll be very well prepared. You you made a decision to leave after um, after Connorsky. What was what was the reason behind that? Going back to Bristain. The reason, well, the reason going back to Bristain was the uh, um, Key was only a, a year contract anyway. So the the things I touched on earlier on uh, about leaving Bristain was obviously all that changed because there was a new chairman that come in. Um, Gibbo obviously went back and it was Gibbo that sort of liaised the issues that I talked about earlier on. 
So those issues that were still outstanding, Gibble spent a lot of time trying to resolve those issues for players of the past, which I've never really heard of a manager to ever try and resolve things that may no longer concern him. But the new chairman obviously had to liaise with Gibbo and those issues were resolved. So the immediate issues that I was talking about earlier on, that was no longer a problem. That had been resolved. So that was the first step of understanding, right, everybody is now sorted out and, 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 that, and there's no problems there no more. That was sorted. The second one was obviously me talking about consolidating being mid-table side. That isn't for me. I, I want to win. I, I want to win the league. And obviously with Gibbo going back there, having resolved those issues, he is obviously, he wouldn't go back to the starting unless the objectives were win the league, <clears throat> good win in the Welsh Cup, year two, Welsh Prem, etc, etc. But this year, I knew that with the, the players that Gibbo was talking to, um, again, bringing in some experienced players that have played in the Welsh Prem, you know, we can build around them, integrate that with the lads that have been there who did fantastic for him when he did go back originally. Um, we integrated those sides together and, and it's worked really well. Obviously, my new teammates there, they, they've, they've all kicked on under, under Gibbo um, and we kind of, we just gelled in, in pre-season. The gel was almost instant. You know, we, it was instant. So straight away, we knew we had a good side, a good squad of players and the rotation in the squad has been brilliant. Everybody's encouraging one another. So, like I talked about at the beginning about, you know, the, the feel of the old Pristine was there and all these issues behind the scenes have been resolved. The broken promises been back to being amends. It was, it was just, it was just, you know, you knew something was going to be special again. And going back was easy. Again, there was other clubs and, you know, you've got to take offers seriously, especially, you know, as you get older because the offers become, they become less and, I spoke to clubs too, but it's always hard for me to go elsewhere when I know Prestatin is wanting to be back on track, and they, you know, they're telling me that they want to get back promoted and they, they want help. And obviously, I'm, I'm all for that. I want to do everything I can to help Prestatin get back, uh, get back to where I think they should be, and that is in the Welsh Prem. So I, it was just, um, it was an easy decision in the end to go to Prestatin after Connors King. Obviously, um, said the the togetherness within the players um, in pre season was was fantastic. Is that why you, you're top of the league at the minute? Well, without you know, without talking out respectfully, the league is done. You know, the league. I think I think we're sixteen points clear. I'm not hundred percent sure, but sixteen points is clear. I know teams have got games in hand, but. The league table doesn't lie, and, and you know there's a month and a half of football there that we're ahead by nearly. So I think, you know, respectfully, all our competitors that year will say that we, we may deserve the league, you know, because we have worked very hard, and the, the league's very competitive. You know, you know, you get your Flint Town that they've been pushing us all the way. Colin Bay are a good side, you know. Gillsfield, they're paying the ass. They're always there, you know, in and around it. And I think Bangor, they've 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 they're they've an improvement, you know. So like, I think between when I was looking at the table not so long ago, I think like between second and and, and fifth or sixth, I don't think there's much in it, you know. There's yeah, if, if everybody, you know, once the games are played, 
you know, you could, you know, Bangor, I think, a fifth at the moment, maybe, or sixth. They could, fill it, they could still finish second, you know, if they win all their games in hand as well. And, and, and maybe second or third drop a few points. But, you know, for me, the league, like the Flint games, they, they were hard games. And we know that they've got some good players, like, you know, the Richie Fouches, Cads is always scoring goals. They've strengthened again after Christmas. They didn't let up, even though Prestatin were uh, however many points ahead. So... It's a testament to our lads, you know, because Gibbo's obviously brought in a few players, you know, with experience from the Welsh Prem, but then obviously he's tried to develop existing players that were from the, the year before. And like I said, everybody's always backed each other. Even if players are played in each other's positions, there's always been such a good, uh, you know, goodwill, you know, we want to do well. Like Ben Moore, for example, you know, playing in maybe my position, but he's had a fantastic year, and I've always said to him, you know, like keep going. I've never, I've always wanted him to play well, you know, and, and keep his spot. And then it's for me to go elsewhere. Maybe I've been playing centre back quite a bit this year, but you know, it's no secret. Like I've been struggling with an injury, but that's that's just what it is. It's it's always it's always been like like that. Like starting as far as I knew it, and it's it's nice and refreshing to have a new group of lads, and, and they're all backing each other up and. We know that we haven't just got 11 players there. We've got, like, if we need, you know, we've got 20 players, you know. And, like I say, the first team and the, and the 19s, we train pretty much together on a Thursday night. The 19s are on first and then the first team run after it. So, for example, some of the first team players that have been playing there, they're at the 19s training, getting involved in that. Some of the 19s training that are doing well there, then with the first team as well after training, um, after their training. Yeah, it's just a, it's a real good uh, good feel factor there. And, um I definitely think we're not, we'll be looking forward to uh, getting the league back up and running again so we can finish it off. Is there a, a connection back within the club now? A what, sorry? A connection. Like, the players obviously want... And yeah, well, like, obviously, like, it's a very close um, community for starting and, and the supporters and the players, you know, we all have a drink in that after the game. It's, everybody knows each other on first name terms. It's, it, the togetherness is not just within the players and the squad, it, the management. Obviously, there's a respect there we, we give our and the management and the players, you know, but after the games, etc., you know, we're all together, we're all in the clubhouse and everyone's interacting with everybody just like, like everybody's friends. So for me, that's a big thing as well that I have. I admire about the starting. It's, it's, it's not just players, it's not just management, it's actually a collective. You know, the volunteer, volunteers down at Bristol, everybody's chipping in, everybody wants to do well. And, and, you know, after the games, when you've won, when you're playing at home, I, I feel I, there's nothing. Well, one of the better feelings is, you know, going into the clubhouse and having a pipe with a few of the supporters. But, you know, we don't see them as supporters or fans, it's friends. Everyone's friends. So, yeah, it definitely is a feel good factor at the football club again. Um, from your experience, how would you compare from this current team to obviously teams you've played in before? The starting teams that yeah. we've played in before, yeah. yeah. It's always, we, we talk about that sometimes um, with some of the older players, you know, how, how do you think the, the team fare now and, and what they did, but because I've played in, I think, both sides, it, it would be a close one to call, but I think it's more of a fairer question where this group of players have played together for, you know, maybe another two or three years, see what this team can achieve, and then maybe looking back and comparing um, the two generations um, because at the moment we're still a bit fresh and, and a bit young uh, but with a lot of potential and obviously nowadays I think now because obviously Hazy's gone to Hollywell 
I think just out of the blue, I feel like the last one left and I'm the oldest in the team. And it feels a little bit crazy that because I remember like yesterday that I was the youngest in the team and playing with older players. So it's a bit of a, it's a bit strange, bit of a strange feeling at the moment. But I think, um, in terms now, we're a lot more well coached. The game's changed massively, isn't it? Over 10 years, you know, players are fitter nowadays. There's people with these, game plans and use a better brain of, of a manager or whatever and I think nowadays especially compared to back then there is probably more coach coaching involved now uh, with a game plan ABC or what you know etc whereas back then it was more like right we got our players and here we go this is what we're going to do a little bit off the cuff but I think at the moment it's, it's the players maybe back then were more talented but the players now are a lot more fitter so I think it'd be if we play the game right now I think it'd be possibly you know maybe a couple of goals to the older ones first but then the fitness might kick in for the for the, the fresher ones now so it could be probably end up a draw <laughs> how, how would you uh, compare um, obviously the Welsh football now from when you started uh, that's it I personally feel that because when I was playing, it was like TNS were great, Real were great, and obviously what's happened to Real recently is you know devastating. Real were a good side, um, Banger, uh, Flanelli, they were a brilliant side. Neath then they had that team, didn't they? When they had Lee Trundle, you know, Jacko and Kai were playing down there too. I think for me, I think the players were a lot more talented back then. You know, people like in midfield like Ricky Evans. Those players then, I feel, were more talented, but it's more individual talent, like Gibbo, talented player. Um, whereas now, it's more of a team. It's more of a, like 11 players who need everybody to do their job perfectly because then you're you four or five individuals, they won't be able to beat a team. I feel like it's a little bit... I think it's better managed now, coach, coaching-wise. So I think you've got fitter players now that maybe wouldn't be as good as the players of then, like when I played early days. But... Like I said, it's early days yet because there's some great players in our team at the moment. You know, we've got skillful players like Rob Hughes is back now. You've got uh, Jordan Davis, a skillful player. Danny Davis, a skillful player. Uh, Kai Edwards, obviously, at the back. You know, he's just cool on the ball. Um, James Stead in midfield. Zayak, when he comes back from injury. There's so many, so many good players that we've got now in this team. That's why I'm excited. It, it, might, it might feel a little bit like we may have a little bit of both with the, with the, with the talent and obviously the energy. So that's why I think for starting, it's, it's exciting times ahead. And like I said before, I just I think obviously when it's safe to do so, we all just want to get back there, play and finish the league properly, as I imagine every other player wants to do. They just want to finish the league properly um, because it's a season that's you know it's nearly finished. Or however, over eighty percent finished. You know. We need to get this one finished and then we move on to the next one as and when that may happen if it's delayed or if, you know if, if it isn't um, obviously um, you've you've won uh, the Cumbria Alliance uh, a few times and obviously you towards that this year if you had to look back at one year in that experience what would it be? Yeah, I don't. I don't really think I could say anything compared to you know the European year. That that for me was like everything you worked hard for because I started off. I'm not too sure what the league would have been, but two, three below the Welsh Premier League, and then we built it through starting going through the leagues. Um, 
So just the start of that journey to where it then offended, the, however many years that that was, I don't really think the pinnacle could have been anything in comparison to the Welsh Cup win because obviously you just took the club from, um, well, in, in leagues, but lower leagues to, to, to that, which probably no one would ever said was possible. So I think for me that that season, I don't ever really, I don't really look back on it to be honest because I'm still playing now. But I think that season was um, probably um, something that I, I won't ever get close to. However, this season with this group of lads getting to the point where you know there was a lot of favourites going into this league for Stanley one, Flint one, Colin Bay one, you know Banger had a little bit of noise about him. Rill started off very well too. And then obviously I've mentioned before like Gillsfield are, are a good side. They they you know they're hard to beat away from home as they've proven over the years. Um, so you know you're talking about you know six teams here that could potentially take the take the uh, the title this year. So for me, I think obviously the Welsh Cup year and the run and obviously playing in Europe for the starting was the ultimate for me. But uh, this year I've um, again enjoyed the buzz and the hunger back in Bristain. And like I said, I think we're obviously the top of the table now and and deservingly so. So it's just one of them. We just hope that we can get the league finished and get um, promoted back into the Welsh Premier League. Did you have that hunger back in you, you know, when you went when you signed in the summer? I, I like I said, I've never lost the hunger. The hunger's always been there. As soon as that goes for me, I think I'll obviously just have to admit that to my manager to say, Look, I haven't got it anymore in that respect, I don't feel like that anymore and I think it'll be I would never stay on any longer than that because obviously you need to then replace me with another player and use the resource for me for somebody else you know I always want the best for starting and obviously my teammates so as soon as as soon as that goes and then it you know I I won't I'll I'll quit playing football and I don't really know how people could carry on without longer so I've still got it and I'll I'll have it until I stop playing Um. I just want to um, ask you a few questions, if that's all right, Mike. Yeah, of course. Um, over the years, what's your, what's your been your toughest um, play you've come up against? Uh, so I'll probably go with my midfield because obviously I've played in the field a lot, a lot of time. Venables always running around, you know. So it was always sometimes when we're playing against Venables, it'd be like, right, my job today is Mark Venables. So football's out the window then because I'm just following him round all game. He was obviously very tough. Um, I remember a, a player called Fowler from down South Wales, centre midfielder. He was always difficult to play against. He was very energetic, good on the ball, strong. Um, but I think for me, it was um, always uh, Ricky Evans. Ricky Evans was somebody that I, I, I don't even think he was trying that much a lot of the time, but he was such a good player. Um I always speak highly of him. I thought he was a very good midfielder. And, uh, yeah, he was strong. He was good on the ball. He was athletic. Um, so, I think that, that from an opponent point of view, I learned more playing off... I, I learned, obviously, more playing off the better players. Uh, but I think Ricky Evans was somebody that... I was only young, obviously, coming up against Ricky. But I think at that time, I was a bit inexperienced as well. So, I always found it tougher playing against him than maybe other players. But, yeah, it was, you know, he, he was probably my toughest opponent. Um but then, obviously, you're talking about the people that you play in Europe. You know, they're in a different world. You know, when you're playing against the European sides and you're coming across midfielders, you send them in, so you don't even know, and you can't get near him. I don't know who, I don't know what their names are, so I can't say their names. So I'll say Ricky Evans. Um, toughest away ground. 
Power Road. Is that just because <laughs> of the stick? I think uh, it was just an intimidating place, wasn't it? It was horrible to get to, horrible to find. You get there and it was, some of it looked like it was falling apart. It was just um, I, I, it was just a it was just a rough stadium, and, and like you said, that the you know I'm not being disrespectful to Banger supporters. Obviously, they're very passionate about Banger, and they, they they don't make it pleasant for you. And I love that as well. So you you went to play Banger a lot. You're playing against big, physical, strong players. You know, Brewy, Les Davis, um, and then you've got like the the, the, the supporters that are going to come at you as well. Uh, if you take a corner, they're in your ear. You know. It, it helps fuel you, you know. They, it's a bit of a catalyst to help get you fired up for the game. But then, obviously, the, the ground in itself—it was just, you know, it was a little bit like it was. It was Bangor's fortress, wasn't it? You know, they, I think, didn't they beat TNS there to win the league? You know, it was, it was a horrible place to go. Um, but I enjoyed. I love that sort of atmosphere. It's like the Lions Den, so to speak. I love being thrown into that sort of environment. So for me, I relished it. But I imagine that it was probably the toughest ground to go to and get a result. Obviously, you got TNS in, including that, but that's for totally different reasons. They were so good football inside. You go to TNS away, and it's obviously, sometimes it was a footballing lesson, wasn't it? So I'd say TNS is a tough ground to obviously go to, but it's um, for me, it was far a road away. Best play you played with? Um, uh uh, Gibbo, obviously, he's a very good player, very talented, great feet. Uh, Robbie Hughes, playing Robbie a couple of times now. And I think there's a lot more to come from Robbie Hughes as well. I know he's getting old now; he's like 27, 28, or whatever he is. But Robbie's definitely got a good, th- you know, good couple of years left in him. Um, I think probably Stephen Holt as well. He was from the earlier days, Holty, uh, winger. Um, I'd probably say those three are the best players I've played with, um, definitely on the ball. But I don't really think I can pick one of them. But I'd say, yeah, no, I can't pick. I, I'll probably, if I don't say Gibbo, it might swap me for the rest of the season. It might, it might get rid of me, actually. <laughs> it, might, it might just get, it might just not really give me any contract. So. But I think that those three players are definitely good, special players to play with. They, you know, I, I think people would agree on that as well. From the Pristine supporters, but they're talking about players. Another player was Lee Beatty. He was a very good player. You know, he scored that wonder goal, didn't he, at Bangor? Yeah. Uh, against Bangor, sorry, at Pristine. Lee's always been very good football player with his feet, big, strong, physical. But I think he just nearly didn't really adapt to 11 aside as well as he probably should have. But um, it, yeah, I'd probably go with uh, those three players. Favourite game you've played in? Uh, probably the derbies, the real games, you know. Those are the those are the best games, I think. I think real put a few passes. I know Bangers always goals as well. Banger games. I think for me, I prefer the heated derby games, the, the physical games where you know something could happen here. Um, it could kick off. It could be a fight. It, it, just, just the adrenaline-filled games, you know. I think obviously maybe the real games edge it over the banger games because real's more of a you know down the road, and it was over the Christmas period, so you get a really good crowd there. It'd always be feisty. Um, yeah, I think there, and it's sad to sort of speak about real now because obviously what's gone on. But I think um, the prestatic real games for me were the ones that meant the most because it was the biggest derby. Yeah, um, obviously you just touched on real there. Um, obviously we've we had found out this week that 
uh, what's happened there. Um, what's your thoughts on, obviously, what's gone on? I think, you know, being a local lad and, and, you know, I played for Real when I was a younger, like, you know, younger, I've got friends that live in Real and stuff and it's just one of them, like, it's such a good, it was probably, the, it's, it's probably the most complete we've got to a stadium, isn't it, you know, around Welsh football, like, at, at North anyway, um, you know, Wrexham obviously is there on its own, but like, you know, they held the European games, didn't they? You know, they helped Pristatin out to hold European games there. Uh, Connors Key have played their European games there. I think just because the stadium and obviously the real, how, how dominant they were um, with the Andy Miranda and going back to those days, that like they just were such a force. And I think for their history, and it's, it is sad, it's sad what's happened to them. And obviously people have donated. I'm not 100% sure what the whole, the debt was for. I've, I've tried to look into it, but maybe I just, I haven't looked into the right, you know, the right places, but I think uh, yeah, I, I didn't expect it to happen. You know, I thought they had a, I thought they kind of went for it this year, budget-wise, and maybe because they tailed off, they started to pull the plug. I, I don't know, but they started quite well. Um, but you know, they beat us. They beat us away actually. Sorry, early on in the season, so I'm a bit gutted. I can't get revenge again for that defeat away at Real, but obviously it's, it's a bigger picture than just the way I feel about playing against them and I'm really sad that Real are no more and um, obviously a lot of players have played for Real and yeah it's definitely uh, it's a sad time for football yeah um, obviously um, have you got any future plans uh, after after football I've been joking about this with, with loads of people as soon as I can't play football that's me I'm out I'm done I'm just going to watch and enjoy like I said I've got a four year old son and obviously, he doesn't see me that much because I'm away with football commitment. So I think, I'll, for me, I think I'll just um, take a little bit of a break from football and um, just enjoy time with my uh, my little boy and, and see how he gets on. He loves football as well, and I, I've not even given him a football. He just ends up finding him or asking to play football, and he, he does very well with his football. So I know he's only young, but I think I'd just be more interested in um, following maybe Pristatin as a supporter and also, um, you know, staying in getting a bit more of a close relationship with my son and, and, and seeing how, you know, if he wants to play football, great, I'll watch him or if he wants to do something else, I'll probably just pursue my time with him and um, just uh, just see where that takes me. I enjoy being a, a dad and um, I, like I said, I, don't, I want to be playing for another four or five years at the very least. You know, I'm only, what am I now? 32, I think. I can't even remember how old I am, but <laughs> I, think, I think I can, I just need to get over these couple of injuries that I've had and then as soon as I'm back, I'll be. Uh, I think I can play on, especially if I'm playing a little bit deeper now or centre back. Especially centre back, I think I could play on for a few more years. So, I, to be honest, mate, I haven't really thought about it too much. But yeah, I, I don't think coaching and managing is is for me. I've always been somebody that wants to be involved and on the pitch, and I just don't know if I just get the same type of buzz being on the sidelines as I would be if I was actually involved. But just see how it goes. I haven't really thought about it. Obviously, you you mentioned it a few times. You're a centre half now. Uh, you started that off, not me. <laughs> how, how are you finding it in that new position? I think for me, it's like because Gibbo's always trying to get us to play football. So keeper, give it centre backs. For me, I feel like I'm basically a diamond. You can also you can almost get yourself. We play the obviously four diamond two, and then when you're playing base of the diamond, you can almost find yourself in games being more of a decoy. Than actually, you know, a player, you know, the runs that you do will try and attract, get players to pull out of position so you can feed, you know, a, a pass to a, 
more advanced midfielder, break the lines even more. So for me, I've noticed that playing centre-back uh, with the starting style of play, I seem to get the ball sometimes more than I do it at the base of the diamond. So especially if teams are playing like three up top and one striker, you know, they usually let one centre-back have it and they're not going to let Kai have it, so they'll let me have it. So I get the ball and I play more with the ball than I ever have done. So um, I'm actually enjoying it. The physical side of stuff I'm, I'm always fine with. So it's just... Um, I read the game, obviously. I'm further back in the pitch and you can see more when you're further back so I can read the game more, I can organise more, I can encourage and, and give advice to my teammates more. So, I'm, obviously, I prefer playing midfield but for me, I think it's um, it could be time maybe to just come a little bit further back and if it is centre-back or maybe you know, a few games defensive midfield or whatever, then I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to play wherever and I've, I've always been like that. I've played wherever I'm told to play and I've tried to play there as best I can. So I'll just uh, I'll just adapt and I'll keep going. What's it been like playing with Kai? I've known Kai all my life. You know, he's you know grown up together. So he's a, he's he's younger than me, but you know, Kai, Alan Bastani lives in Melodin. You know, we've known each other <clears throat> all our lives. But um, you know, when you play, you know, Kai obviously TNS, Connors Key, Wrexham. He's uh, Nice. He went down there to play pro for a bit too. You know, Kai's obviously. On the ball, there isn't probably he, he could play if he wanted to now for TNS. You know, he, in my opinion, he obviously now he's probably not as fit as he used to be. But I think any Welsh Premier League team would take Kai now. So obviously that just speaks volumes of how good of a player he is. Yeah. And to play with, we get on well. We read each other well. I don't have to worry about his side. He doesn't have to worry about my side. And I think that that's when Kai and I played centre back. I think people do know that. You know they. They'll know that that side is 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 safe because Kai will be organising it. Obviously, he's got his brother there, Zeb, playing next to him. And then on my side, it's usually been me and Dan Dan Roberts, who obviously is coming on as a hell of a player too. So I think defensively we've been set, and obviously we've got the keepers behind us, uh, Woodsy and Rushy. So it, you know, I think obviously we we conceded the less goals this year, and we've actually conceded some stupid goals as well. So there's improvements to be made, but I think it's. Um, there's a great understanding between us and, it, and it's solid. Uh, finally, if this was the team to, to get back in uh, Welsh football, uh, Welsh Premier League, sorry, um, would you would you be considered to have a good chance in the league? Well, I think, obviously, when you go up, it's always hard, isn't it? You know, you, you're just trying to establish yourself. You're trying to get yourself used to... Because um, the Welsh Premier League is quicker. Um, there is more... They'll take... The chances will be you'll get fewer chances so you have to convert more so obviously we'll have to teach Jack Kenny how to score one out of three instead of one out of ten <laughs> but I think it's just going to like you, like I talked about earlier you know we've got a balance there we've got five players there with some really good Welsh Premier League experience and then obviously we've got other lads that were there point to prove so it's a little bit of a, a dangerous combination in terms of trying to reach potential but I'm under no illusions I know how tough the Welsh Premier League is um, and new teams obviously aren't always favoured with officials etc maybe I don't know but I think um, if we can just get ourselves promoted as we deserve to be promoted um, I think it would just be interesting to get amongst it just to see where we're at you know, try and, obviously the TNS the, the, the Barry games the Connors Key games the Baller games they're obviously going to be good tests but we played Baller earlier on in the season and um, 
in fairness, Balor obviously just showed the the Welsh Premier League sort of experience against us, the know-how, the know-how to see out the game, whereas we should have been out of sight in the first half. And when you don't take full advantage of those opportunities that you're getting, it'll come back to bite you. And, and that was that was a big learning curve that for um, our team collectively because the experienced players maybe knew what to expect where inexperienced players wouldn't. So it was quite good to play Balor earlier on and to sort of get an understanding of what Welsh Premier League would would feel like. So I think we'd be more prepared if we do play against more Welsh Premier League teams um, in the future. And uh, But we'll, we'll look forward to doing that. Obviously, we need to get this uh, promotion thing sorted as soon as we do. Um, it'll hopefully then be, uh, like you say, just a learning curve. But we'll have to make sure that it's, it's quick because we want to make sure that we, if we get in the league, we want to stay in it. Um, Mike, um, that's um, all the questions I have. And um, I thank you for coming on and really appreciate it. No, thanks very much, mate. Hope to take care, yeah? Yeah, cheers. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Bye.